Welcome to the Messy Studio. Um, and I'm with you again today from Ballycastle Arts Foundation in County Mayo, Ireland. And I have two guests with me, um, both of whom I've interviewed on previous podcasts here. Uh, one is Joanna Kidney, and she was featured in episode four, way back at the beginning. And Nuala Clark, who was episode 22. So I'm mentioning that because if you find it interesting to hear us talk today, um, you might like to go back and listen to or revisit those episodes as well. Um, both Joanna and Nula are professional Irish artists, and they both work abstractly in painting and three-dimensional and installation work, and both have a long association with Ballon Glen Arts Foundation, which is where I've been also for the past month or so. Um, so welcome, Nula and Joanna. So today we're going to focus on the role that uh, intuition plays uh, in each of our approaches to abstraction. And I'm going to start out just with a word about my own work, because um, I often think of my work or talk about my work as a, as being a balance between spontaneity and control. And it's pretty easy to associate spontaneity with intuition. I mean, I think it's what we, we can make that connection pretty easily, following our impulses, uh, choosing colors and compositions and so on. Um, but I also see a relationship between intuition and control, the other part of that duality, um, because I think the more carefully considered decisions and and even my own focus, what I what I like to work with, which is abstracted landscape, as being the root of my images, that also comes from intuition. It's kind of a an inner compass that points me to this choice, and. The other thing I want to mention before we get started about intuition in general is uh, oftentimes when I'm teaching uh, workshops, I, I differentiate for the students between what is random and what is intuitive, because I think they're very different. And there's some negative connotation, I think, to being random, but intuitive is very positive. And so if you're not very tuned into your own intuition, um, you might have certain impulses and sort of dismiss them as as random, which kind of implies being scattered or lacking focus. But um, I think identifying when it's truly an interconnection with yourself and your emotions and memories and ideas and, and basic source for your work, then I would say that is truly an intuitive urge. And so we're going to be talking about um, the way that both um, Anula and Joanna work intuitively and and also hope to provide some ideas for how to bring that into your own work. So um, just to get started, both of you um, often work from a pretty conceptual basis with an idea that you want to explore in your work. But I would also say there's a very wide open interpretation when you're doing that exploration. So I'm going to ask you to each talk about... Um, how you work intuitively within within the parameters of that idea that you've set out for yourself, and also um, how did you arrive at those ideas in the first place? Does intuition play a part in that? So I think we'll start with um, Nula. Hi, thank you. Um, it's good to be talking with you today, and uh, I'm interested to hear what... Um, Joanna has to say as well. Um, so I suppose when I think about intuition, um, 
I start I start with this idea that the unconscious resides in the body. Um so that it doesn't reside anywhere else. It doesn't reside in the mind or um somewhere else, some other place. Um so in order to I think intuition and the unconscious are um connected because what you're looking to do is to get out of a sort of a regular mind or a formulaic, predetermined, preconditioned state that you might always be in. Um, I should start using I because this is what I want to do. <laughs> it's what I f- focus on. Um, so with this idea that the unconscious resides in the body, that means that I must, um, root myself in my own body. Um, the body then has, it's, um, always aware. It's always open. Um, it's always receiving information. It's always processing information. All of the different parts of the body, the heart, the gut, the brain that you have in your gut, um, the soles of your feet, all of those things are interconnected, uh, receiving information, processing it. And then when it comes to making work, it my hand is involved in that. And so it as well is part of my body. And what I try to do is to um, work from that space, um, allow allow the unconscious, allow the body to do what it has to do. Um, and then, so what can happen is that things that you never even imagined you'd see, um, you never even imagined making, find their way out into that square or rectangle or whatever is on the wall in front of you. And then you have to spend a while with that. So I usually incorporate uh, time then as another element um, into the whole space of the environment that I'm working in. Um, and uh, that then, um, I don't know, time, you have time. And then sometimes then what happens after time <laughs> And after working and after not knowing what you, what you're doing, which abstraction, I really, with abstraction, I really try to th- keep myself in that arena of not knowing, um, not knowing what's about to come next, not knowing what it is I'm doing. Um, then afterwards, sometimes I can see, oh, there's a tendency here. There's, um, I keep, I, I'm attracted to this color. I'm attracted to this shape. I'm attracted to this way of closing the space. I'm attracted to this way of opening the space within the picture frame. And um, so I take notes as I'm going of some of these things that I'm seeing or some of the things that I think I want to do um, just to get them down on the paper. I think with intuition, um, our heads are so programmed to be really involved in all the processes we're, we're, we're doing. Um, it's what we're brought up to do, I think. Um, and so sometimes my head's being very insistent about a particular something or other. And so then I write it down. And, um, if the idea persists, that's great. But often after I write it down, it's gone. Mm. I've taken it out of my head 
put it somewhere. <laughs> my head is happy and it allows me to go on and do the rest of the work. Um, at the moment, I have a show uh, hanging um, in a gallery and it's work that I've been making for the last few years. The paintings are mainly body paintings, is what I term body paintings. Um, I'm very interested in alchemy and uh, I just... Um, the the sort of as above, so below. So I at the moment, my paintings are classified into sky and body paintings, sky being above and body being below. Mm. Um, and this work is dealing with colour and um, the alchemist Robert Boyle. And all of that came about by listening to myself and listening to the radio, doing a bit of research and then going into the studio with all the ideas just swirling or not. And then, um, yeah, I'm just wondering, so you, you started with this, you didn't exactly start, but the work in your exhibit is based on this book by Robert Boyle, who, and it was written in the 1600s. Is that right? So I would guess that whatever led you to the book, you would consider somewhat intuitive, but then once you start painting, how much is is the book on your mind? Or is it something you just sort of put on the back of your mind and then work? Um, I like to be quite systematic. So the book and my notebook are on my drawing table. And so then if I, um, when I get to work in the morning, I might open both of those and read a passage from the book. Or if I'm already uh, in the middle of a painting and there's a strong sense of how it needs to continue or in the middle of a series and there's a strong sense I won't go back to the book but the book is always there always open mm -hmm. and the book is quite dense and so it's another way in which because I often read physics which I don't understand to put me into this sort of abstract state of mind to put me into a, mm -hmm. a sort of a sense of wondering mm -hmm. so that's what I try to do I try to confuse my mind I try to throw it off <laughs> Um, so essentially, I'm always at that kind of, you know, behavior, trying to throw my mind off, distract it, put it somewhere else so that then I can get around to making the work. And maybe sometimes it's years later before I know what the work is, is about. So oh, that's that. That's really interesting. Um, so, I mean, somebody might come to your show and think, okay, she's got this very programmed idea, you know, that you're going to work from this book, which is about color and these color studies that you did and explorations. And in fact, it's a much more nuanced and complicated process, I would say, listening to, to all of that. And the idea that, um, it's to get away from the mind, to not consider the mind as a source, but you're saying the body more. Well, the mind is the source and I'm not actually turning it off. It's just not to elevate it to the highest level of the hierarchy. It's to demote it, elevate the body. And to, because there is often a hierarchy where the head is the, is the master. The head is the decider. The head is the one that's the thing that, that is the most important. One must know what one is doing. But I've actually sort of moved it down the rungs a little bit and I've this, the sort of core of my being, you know, sort of heart gut area that now is elevated to the, to the bit that knows more. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm not disregarding the mind at all because it is very useful. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's well put. I think that's well put because a lot of people talk about getting out of their own way with their thoughts and so on. So, but, but that, 
I think that explains it really well. So um, thanks uh, for that uh, beginning. And um, Joanna, what would you like to tell us about how you work and the role of intuition? Hello from me too. Um, it's wonderful to be here on the Messy Studio podcast again. Um, and great to be doing it with Nula also. Um, so when I think about intuition and the role that it plays in my work and how that pans out to shape the work, um, I suppose I've always worked with an abstract vocabulary that's very central and um, drawing is very much part of that. So um, drawing is a way for me to deconstruct and understand and pick apart um, ideas and um, information. So intuition is really important in in that process um to access an abstract vocabulary while i'm working um and i i see it as a as a kind of translation um of memory and experience so um all this complex layered memory and experience that we hold in our minds and in our bodies um I find it's probably intuition that I'm accessing that through when I'm actually making my work. Um, I'm also um, very, uh, it's really important for me when I'm playing with different materials and processes. So um, I like to work with a variety of materials and processes and I'm, I'm, very um, excited by properties and characteristics of different materials. Um, so the whole idea of materiality, intuition is really important for me to to work with that and to play with it and to discover. Um, so I, I like to approach it quite open-endedly if I'm working with a new material or I'm trying to explore or expand my way of working with a particular um, aspect of encaustic paint or a particular aspect of felt, which are two, uh, media that I've worked with a lot over, over time. So, um, I suppose intuition is an agent in that exploration that, that allows me to become more involved with the material and, um, play and intuition are very closely linked at that point mm -hmm. that I'm, yeah, playing around. It is, it is playful. For me, it needs to be playful. The playfulness brings discovery and, um, newness and growth in the work. Um, and it's, it's, chance is also really important at, at that time as well. Um, and I think that working with what, with my work, working from the subconscious is very important. Um, we spend so much of our days in the, um, conscious mind that the subconscious part of us is, you know, huge as well. And as a way to connect and ground, um, you know, and know ourselves, the subconscious mind is really important. And that's obviously very um, linked with intuition. So I think that describes the role that intuition plays in the work. Um, in the work that I've been making over the past year, year and a half, I've been thinking a lot about the relationship between intuition and logic or um, reason 
or considerations. So I'm really aware of the pendulum that's swinging between the two. And uh, the idea of the pendulum is kind of on my mind a lot at the moment. I think the work that I'm making um, has a lot of um, duality and dichotomies in it. And the pendulum is swinging between those opposing ideas and opposing ways of working with materials. And uh, intuition versus logic is a really big part of it. So um, I think that that's the 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 logic and the consideration is something that I'm paying more attention to in recent years actually that I have periods of time where I like to work only intuitively like and I use pace and tempo a lot to access spontaneity and immediacy um, and then times that I you know, put down the tools and look and write and think. And that's where the reasoning and the mm. kind of conscious mind comes in. So I, I'm moving between those two very different ways of seeing and different ways of making, I suppose. So would you say that separating them that way, um, is there, there's a crossover enhancement of each then, or are they quite separate? for you, the two, the dichotomy of it, or do they sort of play into one another? Um, yeah, that's interesting because, like I was saying, that logic and reason is becoming more um, a part of how I'm making work recently. Um, so that involves thinking and writing about it and that then goes on to inform the intuition so it's it's like intuition being that translation of memory and knowledge and experience so I do think when I try to kind of figure out what's happening when when I'm working intuitively I do think that it's this translation of um, knowledge and experience I've had with the materials and with the idea um, so yeah. It's interesting to think that, that that they are different approaches, yet they are feeding off each other also. Interdependent kind of. Yes, yeah, yeah. as everything is. <laughs> as everything is. So um, uh, for for question for both of you, how I know that um, people listening to this may maybe want to access their own intuition, their own intuitive thoughts or direction, um, their own sort of inner compass a little more than they, than they have been doing. And it's a challenge, right? I mean, it's something I think the more, with the more experience you have as a painter, you start to sort of hone in on it and you, you begin to recognize that, um, that this direction is right. This feels right intuitively and this one, not so much. And, but, it takes a while to get to that point, I think. Some people access it easily, naturally, and from the beginning. But I'd say working with other people who are still developing their work, it's it can be a, a, a stumbling block. So I'm just wondering if you have any advice for um, people to to get closer into their their intuition, to recognize it more. Mm. Um, I think drawing is a really good tool to uh to do that um drawing with no 
expectation of what's going to come out. So it's a very personal notebook. Um, I like to write a lot, write what I'm thinking, write what I'm discovering, write what what's not working in the work. And, um, you know, I take notes of obviously there's a lot else that goes on in the notebook. I I like to take notes of words and phrases and I listen to music quite a bit while I'm working. So I think it's it. They all influence influence each other, but I find drawing and note taking um, really helpful with the process. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the same thing too. Um, an idea sometimes can be such a tiny little, such a tiny little voice have such a tiny little voice that if you have the notebook around, you can um, jot something down or a little, you know. It, for me, sometimes there, I do little drawings inside of squares and those things can become huge later. Mm-hmm. But they were so tiny in the beginning that um, they could easily disappear unless you noted it down. So my notebook's really important and, you know, it sounds like yours is too mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think all that goes along with things we've talked about in podcasts over time uh, with various guests and between Ross and myself about the need for this kind of um, introspection, I guess, basically inner work and as a way to find your voice, as a way to um, access. And I, I would say personal voice would be very tied with intuition. Would you agree? I would, yeah. And I also, um, I think walking is really important as well. Oh, yeah. Um, if I ever want to, if I'm given a talk and I want to write that talk, if I want to discover what it is that I'm, that I want to talk about, I take a walk and it starts to come then. I think moving yourself and mm. especially in the outdoors, especially somewhere. Well, actually, for years, I used to walk through New York city before I moved here to this idyllic landscape. But um and and I found in at dusk, you know, those sort of um nostalgic times, I I like that. But then I'm quite I like melancholy and stuff, but it wouldn't need to be a bright sunny day. Um but those times when there's when that encourage introspection like dusk, mm-hmm. I think are very good for um processing. Yeah, and I guess I guess time for one more quick question. And it occurs to me when we, I guess I, when I opened, I talked about spontaneity and control. Um, we're talking about following intuition quite directly. Um, and yet there is a, there is a role for editing for, um, more analytic thinking in the work. And I just wonder if either of you have any thoughts about, how to, uh, you know, how to work with that balance, how to, um, know when it's, when it's t- time to look at your own intuition from more of an outside perspective. I think you said the important word there and it's time. Mm-hmm. I've really, in the past few years, been very, very particular about what leaves the studio. Um, I spend a lot of time with the work. Um, in process and then to see whether it's finished. Mm. And I think that um, time spent as you're making new work with the work that you think may be finished, just have it on the wall to see whether it's mm. it, you need that time looking at it um, in different lights or in different moods. You need to just glance up from something. Often I've, I'm working on something new and I realize, ah, that's the thing I need for that painting that I'm not quite satisfied mm. with. And to really suit yourself 
really suit yourself. Um, you decide whether this this painting or this image is something that you like. Forget about what anybody else might like. And I think that's an essential part in intuition is knowing what it is that you want. It's your work. So you're the one who decides. Mm-hmm. And it's your intuition that, you know, and that that often when you make something new, it's hard to tell whether it's good or not, because maybe it's something that you've never seen before or nobody else has ever seen right, before. Right. And so you need to give it that chance to uh, and and I think time is the thing that gives it that chance. I think that awareness is really important too. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, just the idea of, of solitude and in, in, introspection. Um, I think that it's, you know, it has to be part of the way of an artist's studio practice. Um, and... I like the idea of ritual, like the first things that we do in the morning when we go into our studio and, uh, you know, just I always like to land properly in the studio space. And this is my working space, my space for me and my work. It's it's nothing to do with the rest of my life, although it's everything to do with the rest of my life. But uh, yeah, the the rest is left outside the door for the time that I'm there. And um there's something important about landing into that space. And, you know, sometimes that's, I'm not doing it very consciously, but other times I do pause and I do land, you know, physically. I, I do like to do a little bit of movement sometimes also. Interesting how important that is for you as well, Nula. I um, I just find moving my limbs, um, it feels a little bit like drawing in space and mm-hmm. it's just a way to, another way to connect in to the, the, the drawings that I make, the work that I make. So, um, awareness and just groundedness, rootedness, I think is important too. And as far as, I think evaluating your work in that moment when you say, is it done? You know, I think intuition is also important there. I mean, it, you need to be objective. You need to try to see it as someone else would see it. But I often find, you know, if there's a change and I look at my work and I say, oh, you know, that part is not working, that my move on that bit is going to be very intuitive and quick. You know, like to not think, to not sit around and think, oh, but you know, look how much time I spent painting that little bit or whatever it is. You know, there's a lot of things that can hold us back from from moving intuitively. But um, trying to uh, edit and change the work and make pretty big changes sometimes with that same kind of energetic intuition as you have created the work seems important. And, And I know that's a hard step for people to say, it's nearly done, but I see a pretty big change I want here. And to just try to force yourself not to hesitate. Don't, don't stop there, you know, and that, that's how your work really grows, I think, and, and changes. Um, so any, any final thoughts before we, um, kind of wrap up? I think we've, we've talked about some really good ways to access intuition and the, the role of the body in all this is quite interesting. I had not thought of that myself, but, um, and, but trying to connect with the way that your body moves and the, the senses that you have in your body, I think is kind of what you were getting at as well, Nula, the, the urge to move a certain way on the work. Um, 
Well, you have your five senses, which is the really the only way you gather information about the world. Um, and then I like to think of the sixth sense as, um, as mind. It's a, it's a Buddhist thing, but it's, it's like the mind's eye, which really, when you think about it, abstraction is that which we know exists, but which we can't. It, to me, it's that which we know exists, but which we can't see. So we have to, I have to, in some way, um, make that, uh, visible. That um, so I'm I'm essentially using the mind's eye, which I like to see as the sixth sense. So it got a bad rap, you know, with this extrasensory perception, oh. like it's something very woo woo. But to me, it's very like it's very real. It's very yes. much a part of my everyday, and you know, and and I believe other people's. Yeah, I I love that phrase, the mind's eye. I mean that that really says a lot. I think. Do you have any last words? Last words, Joanna. <laughs> I think that's a great way to leave it off, the idea of the mind's eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. I'll be thinking about that one now this afternoon. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And thank you, um, Joanna and Nula, for joining me in this. Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com as well as www.rebeccacroll.com and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space. Messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.